It's a film with three brains. 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 Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Fences are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Down! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. This is Sean in Chicago. Hold on to your butts. It's Cohen in Maplewood. Oh, I'm holding my butt and it's Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> if you're not sure what the butt holding is about, it's a Samuel Jackson line from Jurassic Park. 1993, um, the dinosaur extravaganza made by Steven Spielberg, first and foremost. And it is one pretty much everyone in the planet has seen based on the numbers. And uh, most people like it. I mean, it's, it's the first one anyway. The first one is sets uh, a really high bar. So I, I hope we won't spend too much time talking about the entire franchise. Because my God, is a drop off after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, you know... Um, Cohen, you and I saw, I think you were seeing it for the like, second or third time, and I was seeing it for the second time in the theater when it came out in 93 that summer. Yeah, I saw um, this, this, well, until The Lord of the Rings came out. <laughs> well, no, wait, that's not true. I've, see, I've seen this more than any other movie in the theater. So, no, no, so no, no at it's, least... tied, it's, it's tied with The Crow. I saw them each four times, which isn't wow. really that much, I don't think. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of is, because... I mean, I remember like Back to the Future. We watched a couple times in the theater because we were so yeah, geeked that. out about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ET as well, and ET. But this I don't one, think like, I've ever seen any movie four times in the theater. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's uh, not it's not like a psychotic amount, but it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's pushing it because you know we were kids and it, it's movies aren't weren't cheap then either. So yeah, they're a little cheaper though. But did we have did we Madness. have driver's license in 1993? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Of course. Oh this yeah. Is the summer between so, uh, right. freshman oh, so, and sophomore year about so, a grad. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So it was a, it was a bit easier than yeah. before. Yeah. And I mean, if you're gonna see a, a movie more than once, it it should be something like this where, you know, oh, yeah. there's maybe you missed something the first time or. You just—it was just such a fun ride. Which it's I, also the first you know. time in our in our lives that that CGI was used quite so extensively and so effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still holds up pretty damn well. Yeah, there's right. some little things that you'd see that you're like, okay, they would do more. Sure. Um, but it's actually nice mix of CGI and real stuff, like having yeah. the trees, mm-hmm. the tree that they're sitting under, move as all mm-hmm. the. Um, dinosaurs are running past it sure you know so it was i I think in some ways it makes it even more real because sometimes when they're doing all of it it's it's too fake and so this time it's like okay the dinosaurs look fake because the way the grass is moving for under their feet if you're really Mm -hmm. looking isn't perfect but sure but at the same time everything else is moving also in this like any basically almost any close-up is is an animatronic yeah is real Close up of the feet, you know, when he, the TRX steps into the mud, you know, mm-hmm. even the eyeball shots, the face shots, you know, um, all that stuff is all real. And it really, yeah. you know, it blends well. Yeah. Um, I think the centerpiece of the movie is the T-Rex scene. I mean, scenes plural, but it's, you know, the sure. first time you see this 
the Tyrannosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, like that's it's combined like the like the pupils dilating on the, yeah. on the eye with when the light shines in it. That's that's a great yeah. touch. Sure. Really, Steven, Steven Spielberg is is a master of like visual storytelling and those details like that, like the the things in the rearview mirror. You know, things in the mirror look closer than they appear. Shit like that. Those little, those little sort of, you know, visual flourishes that are sort of his, his. I feel like his, you know, his calling card and why he does yeah. it better than almost anyone else. Yeah, extremely hands on. He he suggested, I believe, the the car, cha- the jeep chase with the T Rex, mm-hmm. right? That, Which is yeah, so and just fun. like and just <laughs> leading up to it when the water, the you know, the impact uh, ripples of the water. You know, we don't we never we don't see it approaching, but you feel that tension. Just from the kids looking at the water, mm-hmm. you know, that's things like that. That's what makes it brilliant because I, I don't. I remember a long time ago reading about this movie, and I, I gotta confess, I should have probably tried to find it out. But it was like the dinosaurs are only in the movie for like what is it, like fifteen minutes or something, and mm-hmm. all the rest is built up around it. The suspense, the hiding, it's. It's very different than now, where where it's it's two hours of in your safe face dinosaurs and no story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he went, when he did Jaws, he couldn't show a, a lot of the shark because of technical reasons, or just it just didn't look look good enough. Um, but it definitely fits in that horror uh, mindset sure. of let's not show the monster right away. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, but. That said, twenty minutes in, you get to see an actual dinosaur. Yeah, and and you know, it, it, and and when we were kid or when it came out, you know, it, it was like you felt like you were seeing dinosaurs for real. Yeah, in a yeah. way you'd never seen before, and it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it was, really was incredible. Anything we had seen before this was probably probably like stop motion animation, like um, the, uh, the what's the dude who did all the old like Sinbad and all that shit. Uh, Harry How- Harryhausen, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, I know, know what you mean. That, yeah. that look or that... Um, yeah, that terrible look where there's no motion blur and you're just like, oh Christ, what's going on here? <laughs> that Clash of Titans type Yeah, of... exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, I was curious, Sam, Sam, in your intro, you said that mo- almost everybody has seen, and it just made me think, I was curious what Rotten Tomatoes' score was, and I'm a little surprised it's at 91% for both. Mm. And I'm wondering... What douchery, you know, are these other 9% engaged in? So I read one of the critics' <laughs> reviews, and they had the audacity to say this. It has a thrill or two, and a chill or three, but it has no poetry, little sense of wonder, no resonant subtext, no art. <laughs> wow. Li- little, the, one, the, the part that bugs me, little sense of wonder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Which Come is, on. Are you serious? Yeah. You got John Williams doing the score, man. Did you did you even see the movie or what? I mean, come on. I know. It's horseshit. <laughs> I mean, it was But that's what I, I loved about it. When they before they show you the dinosaur, they sh- they spend over over a minute showing you their reactions. Oh yeah. To how yeah, unbelievable totally. it is. You know, their faces. They're like yeah. they're putting you he is putting you in that feeling he is he's giving you that as an audience to say you are gonna share in laura dern and sam neil's awe in just a moment but watch their faces first yeah. before you actually get to see the dinosaur a couple of weeks before i picked this i saw on twitter it was like what's the best use of sunglasses in a movie and it shows that that you know dr grant <laughs> and his glasses kind of trying to peel off his glasses he can barely you know, he has no motor function because he's so in, in awe. So, yeah, it's definitely wonder. I mean, come on. But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I suppose when you're when you're a critic, you, you have to be not as wild as everyone else. And and then so, I think some people, like even um, Ebert and, you know, some big names, sort of like, yeah, well, the characters weren't that great. Well, he intentionally didn't want to spend too much time with backstory and yeah. An exposition, and that, another one of, of Spielberg's ideas was that um, that video, which is such a great use, oh, such a great way to do exposition. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's just seamless. It's just like, yep, that's what I would expect if if they made a real park like this. 
they would make them some hokey ride and they would show a few things in a video and and give you the nuts and bolts real quickly and it with with cartoons and you know like almost silly in nature but like they covered like the main i mean the 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 beauty of this concept of michael crichton's concept is how do we make dinosaurs right now and um it's you know it's pretty plausible you know this as far as getting the blood out of amber which which they can do and i believe they have cloned have they cloned a woolly mammoth by now no that that's their goal but by 2030 is to have a woolly mammoth i mean the woolly mammoth dna in putting it into a elephant's going to be so much easier but the dna they have if you guys haven't seen the the juvenile frozen woolly mammoth that they pulled out of siberia that's like incredibly intact it's just unbelievable so yeah it's going to be way easier to put it into elephant um egg and get this yeah. and do it because they're i mean they have dino dna and in the movie the one thing that frustrates me is like i know it's a plot thing but i can't help but be a scientist and watch it and be like why would they stick amphibian dna in a <laughs> something that becomes a bird <laughs> like, like that's not they they branched off all you know a while ago but anyway they I, will. I, i'm always tickled by the the hokey uh narrator of that film is like you using sophisticated techniques you know he's just like <laughs> yeah hoke them like, <laughs> yeah, like are you trying to sound stupid because you are doing a good job <laughs> yeah. um but yeah well, anyways like it gives it gives us it gives us uh something to believe you know like the suspension of belief is pretty good because you're you know the buy-in is is you're, you're working on it through the whole i mean just a quick overview um there's a few scientists like dr grant and he needs he needs these scientists to sign off on the on this new park of dinosaurs, of course, and brings a lawyer along. And this weekend is like the trial run of the whole park, and he invites his grandkids. And um, Dennis Nedry, the um, you know ambitious programmer, wants to sell off some of this DNA to a rival company, and shit goes awry because he messes with the security. And, dinos get loose and shit goes crazy so that's you know that's the broad strokes but um you know it's there you know i don't know if it's i it is it is definitely like the movie that i always thought i I was they they could make you know Mm um you know yeah you you picture dinosaur movies of the past or just dinosaurs i mean one of the first tv shows i remember seeing was land of the lost Sure. When they're in the caves <laughs> and oh, yeah. they're poke, poking at T-Rex with a stick and, you know, and it's, <laughs> it gets your adrenaline running when you're, you know, a tiny kid, but it still looks really hokey. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't look like, it's more of like what you dream about, you know, dinosaurs. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, this is how, if you could, <laughs> if you could be around an actual dinosaur, this it gets pretty close to the the feeling of it. Yeah. I mean, they're not all perfect, but sure. The Triceratops I really like. As far as sure. apparently that was kind of a last, that was kind of a um, push, or you know, like they were a little behind schedule. I mean, the whole shooting, it's it said they were twelve days ahead of schedule when they finished shooting. Wow, which is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. especially for so much new technology being used. No doubt. So, oh, speaking of technology, um, so it's Ray Harryhausen is who I was scrambling, you know, stumbling to come up with. He's considered the godfather, or, you know, the grandfather of stop motion animation. He did all those old adventure films, uh, including Clash of the Titans. Hmm. But uh, Phil Tippett is who, you know, is sort of the modern version of that. And uh, he was hired by Steven Spielberg to work on Jurassic Park. And if, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movies that made us on Netflix, but Jurassic Park is one of those. I didn't see that one. And it's a really fascinating sort of bit about how Phil Tippett and his team were hired by Steven Spielberg to, you know, create these dinosaurs. And when the the technology, they were realizing that the technology was pretty good for the computer generated stuff, or sorry, before that, they were tasked with trying to figure out how to um, create stop uh, motion blur with stop motion. It's the reason it looks so fake, or one of the reasons is there's no motion blur. It's stills, mm. you know, still frames. So Phil Tippett had two guys on his staff 
um, who were tasked with sort of figuring it out. And, they, and the guys thought they could do it with computers somehow. They weren't quite sure how, but they figured it. They'd, they'd give it a shot. And, you know, this is all in pre-production. And, and uh, after a couple of weeks, they realized that they could conceivably create a completely digital dinosaur that would look realistic. And they brought it to Phil Tippett, and he said, no, don't do not do that. Don't waste your time. We're not doing that. It, it can't be done. Even if it can be done, that's not what we're asked to do. We don't need that. Just do what we asked. And they and they and they walked away from that conversation and said, "Nah, fuck it." And so what they ended up doing is they ended up doing it anyway. And then when they were supposed to prevent to St- uh, present to Steven Spielberg their motion blur solution, they presented a completely digital dinosaur without telling Phil Tippett. <laughs> and so of course Steven Spielberg lost his mind, and Phil Tippett got angry, but he couldn't fire him. <laughs> and so that was kind of the beginning of how they, you know, they realized they could do fully computer-generated dinosaurs, not, you know, utterly and completely like they do it now, like they probably did with all the last couple of Jurassic World dipshit movies that are terrible. <laughs> but no, it was, it, it, uh, that was that was most of that episode on, on Netflix. It was, it was yeah. that story about, you know, uh, how they sort of arrived at the at the fully digital dinosaurs. I gotta, I gotta watch that. I, and just sort of jumpstart the whole CGI, you know, use right. of CGI and... In, 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 I mean, Tron obviously was the, really the first to use computers for effects and was even criticized for winning Academy at work because they were accused of cheating. <laughs> but I think Jurassic Park is really this and... Um, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 or The Abyss, really. The which Abyss was, sort of, was the first real one. Yeah, but I don't think The Abyss had, had fame to it. Like I don't feel like a lot of people know that movie. I agree yeah. because I think it was completely overshadowed by Terminator 2. Because everything he learned in the abyss, he applied to Terminator Two times a hundred, with the the you know the liquid metal. Yeah, I, and I really liked the. I don't know if it was in that show, but you know how um, <laughs> Spielberg said to Tippett, "You're out of a job," and Tippett said, "Don't you mean extinct?" And then they <laughs> use that dialogue. That's what Ian Malcolm says to Doctor Grant. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's according to Wikipedia anyway. <laughs> no, you mean extinct. So That's they repurposed funny. actual conversations. Into That's the funny. Movie. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other movie more so than this that sort of kickstarted the whole the you know for better or worse the CGI revolution, I suppose, <clears throat> in film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it definitely changed things. Yeah. I, <laughs> Do you remember, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, and, like the Sci-Fi Channel started making movies with cut-rate versions of this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Everything was a giant alligator or di- dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have the budget, so they would they would do something like a CGI or yeah. or the craft too. They didn't have you know, like to because yeah. to get the lot the the real actors to interact with this. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's tip. Now everything's green screen. Every every damn movie is is done this way. But at the time, I think actors were still like, uh, so so something's eating me right now or chasing me. Or- <laughs> right? Where do I look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I so I've yeah I've seen this a ton of times. Um, I definitely had a copy. Apparently, they have like. They sold like 17 million VHS copies. Wow. Oh my God. It's an insane thing. And um, I, I, I've seen it, you know, 12, 15 times start to finish. But I've seen, you know, every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, I got I to. Gotta, or if it's on and I'll turn it on, I'm like, okay, I just got to watch the T Rex scene and then I can move, <laughs> move, go on with my day. I just, I just, that scene is just great. Yeah. The first T Rex scene or the, the first. The first T-Rex scene. Yeah. The introduction of the T-Rex, the kids and the, you know, the interaction of, of the character, you know, obviously the, the lawyer uh, runs off and traumatizes the kids that way. And then he gets his comeuppance. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess uh, that was, um, who said Ian Malcolm (laughs) in real life? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. It was his idea to sort of like, do something more heroic. So he was like, yeah, let me, I'm going to do the flare thing. Um, yeah. In the book, his character dies. Dies? I don't think he dies, dies. Yeah, he dies. dies he doesn't dies. die right there. Well, he, he has a, like a major thigh, like he's bitten across the thighs and he's tossed around like a rag doll a bit. In the movie, he's just sort of like. No, I know. Th- but in the book, he ends up dying. At the, but not right away, right? They, 
He sort of limps through that scene and then... I don't really remember. I can't I just remember. Re- I just remember well, so, that he dies. Yeah, Hammond dies in the book at the end. Uh, John Hammond, the, the right. creator of the whole park, mm-hmm. gets his comeuppance as well because there's some tiny compasaurus or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Which you really... I mean, that was a, that was a choice by Spielberg. He He identified with the showmanship, apparently, of... You know, the, the scene when he talks about the flea circus and how he got a start and, you know, being some visionary ringleader. Like, I, you know, <laughs> Spielberg saw himself as Hammond, so he didn't want him to die, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to live at the end. He gets to fly off in the helicopter, and, which is fine. I don't, I don't, yeah. it doesn't, I don't really think too much about it now, but, you know, late, then they, you know, the second one, they retread that. I don't even think is Hammond even in that. I don't. Is he? I don't remember. I don't him think if so. He is. I don't remember either. But I'm sure that was part of it too. Like, if I don't, though, I don't know if Spielberg really would have thought that far ahead for sequels, but it worked out nicely. So I think for, I said that I had only watched this movie probably once in the last twenty years, mm-hmm. um, and this time watching it. I realized that this movie is aliens for most of the movie. Hmm. If you think about the setup for aliens, it's a bunch of people who arrive somewhere on a ship who are supposed to be doing something else. They're supposed to be doing a reconnaissance of source or exploration or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then <clears throat> what happens? There's a whole bunch of creatures who mess everything up and everything goes crazy. <laughs> and they're getting hunted by them one by one. Yeah. And, you know, the, even when they, yeah, when they escape everything, it's, it, it's very similar to <laughs> the aliens. And doesn't, isn't Newt hiding in a cabinet or something in a space, a cross, uh, I mean, space. a duck space yeah. or it's something. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a ventilation shaft. Yeah. When I saw when I saw that kitchen scene too, I was just and I haven't watched Aliens in a while either. I, it's on my list, and I really want to watch it again. But um, I just felt like, boy, there's a lot of similarities between that and this, as far as the way it's done. And I, you know, and this one succeeds because he spends so much time doing an introduction to, like, it's. You know, obviously it's not the same as Aliens, but th- in this movie, he spends so much time introducing us to how it all exists and why, in a way yeah. that's, in a way that makes us believe. You know that we don't need to believe in an alien because it's an alien on another planet. Like as soon as we, as soon as we walk in to the theater and see a spaceship and travel, we know we're somewhere else. Whereas here, it's supposed to be right now possible, and he spends all this time teaching us why it's possible and then scares yeah. the crap out of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I think there's also like the, there's a little bit of sinister corporate stuff going on. Like, like they don't want to lose the park itself because of the intellectual right. property, yeah. the DNA, yeah. mm-hmm. even, you know, they're so loath to, to shut it down, to shut, to, to pull the plug on anything. Right. Uh, and also just the hubris of like, you know, that, yeah, the, the Marines and aliens are like, come on, let's go k- kick some ass. And then they get their ass kicked. And there's some of that in this too. Like, you know, they're, you know, <laughs> Muldoon, the, the, the only one who really is the whole time sensible about it. Yeah. These animals is like, mm-hmm. how many times I told you to have locking mechanisms on the door? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd want to lock well. the people <laughs> in the car. I'm realistic. Why would they recreate raptors? Like, it's really You're easy right. to just... The hubris. Right. Yeah. Like, when, why do multiple ones at a time? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I yeah, also... They, go ahead. Uh, watching it this time, you know, the science of, of dinosaurs has evolved, you know, significantly over the years. And so some of the things they talk about or look at... You're like, oh yeah, that's dated. Oh yep, you, you know it's. So I thought that was kind of amusing. Um, you know, there's no there's no feathers anywhere on any of the dinos, <laughs> um, which for us at the time, you know, it, in 1990, 
that was very controversial as to what had might have feathers or not. Um, yeah. How the dinos died still today has controversy around it. Um, uh, Neil's character is modeled after Jack Horner, or at least partway, and it you know he's in charge of the museum in in um, in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and it doesn't have that museum doesn't have that the the meteorite is the sole cause of the dinosaur extinction in their exhibit. Hmm. Whereas other people are like, nope, that's definitely it. So anyway, interesting stuff. I thought their their original digging scene was like yeah. the fakest thing in the whole movie. Oh, really? <laughs> Brushing <laughs> sand off of all of this <laughs> perfectly laid out that. dino. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, if you if you had even a partial skeleton, would would you take that long to 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 work on it? Is that part at all real? I mean, for which what, what do you mean? Well, like so, you're saying the the fake part is like you have a perfectly preserved full skeleton, and they have a you know they throw a few blankets over it when the helicopter comes, and they're just brushing at it. So. What 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 is I mean just for our, our listeners' sake since you've been to a real dino dig what what <laughs> what's the reality? <laughs> okay, well I mean that thing was like all laid out in one flat plane, which would is like pretty much not going to happen. Um, you know everything oh, like gets moved and shifted around. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not. I mean you can tell it was just normal sand that they put over that thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's sometimes the dirt's loose enough you can just use a paintbrush and brush stuff off. But it's not all just like uniformly black bone. I mean, it looked like it looked like they were digging up the sign for Jurassic Park. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> um, you know. It, so I think it's it's more that like the bones have cracks. It just didn't. It just all looked fake. You know, it's just yeah. it's just it's not what it is. Um, I mean, the the movie has has a has a mix of of uh, you know Cretaceous and Jurassic creatures. Um, so you kind of wonder where, you know, I, you gotta, gotta have more than one amber mind to, to, uh, to get that stuff. Cause there's, you know, you're so many tens of millions of years apart, you know, you'd have a hundred million years difference between some of those things, you know, uh, T-Rex was the very last thing, you know, 65 million years ago. And then the, the brachiosaurus that they you know was was a hundred almost a hundred million years before that. So anyway, yes, it's talking um, about the Cretaceous a little bit, but it's, it's not. Most of these animals are not in the Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic. Yeah, Jurassic's a better sounding name. I mean, Cretaceous does Park does not sound as cool as Jurassic Park. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's the there's not the Cretaceous Five. It's J Five. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to a hip hop group. Nice. Yes. <laughs> No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the other thing is a lot of times what you're digging out is in the side of a hill because that's how things get exposed. Um, you know, it's angled. It's, oh. you, it, you know, because you need, you need something, you need weather to show it to us because it's been buried for, you need, so you need erosion. You need somewhere for, for it to show up. Um, you know, and I don't, and, and what they were digging out just seems so flat, you know, just <laughs> the skull and all that just squished down. I don't know. Cool. Just looked really fake. Cool. <laughs> it's a real, real scoop, people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's. I, I don't think about this much when I'm watching the movie, but, you know, like the, the idea that, these scientists who who are dealing with, they're excavating, fossilized, bone. You know, you know, millions of years old. Like they would be, <laughs> that they would know much about the behavior of this ex- these extinct animals, is a bit of a stretch as well. But I mean, but that's the best idea you. I mean, who else you know no would know better than yeah. archaeologists, paleontologists? You know, and I hope I'm not misquoting him, but I'm pretty sure that Jack Horner is the also puts out there that he thinks that T Rex was a hundred percent scavenger, not a hunter. Based, yeah, based on all the bones that are found with with Rex marks on them, you know that it's more like um, a hyena or or something like that that's scavenging what's sick or dead. 
um, mm-hmm. rather than than a true hunter. Yeah, I mean, a carnivore that size would need a ton of food, so mm-hmm. it probably can't catch enough anyway. But I mean, that's 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 kind of the fun of it too. Like we, you know, we're never gonna truly know <laughs> unless they move on from woolly mammoth and do actually create, you know, real dinosaurs. So we're not gonna know what uh, the truth is. It's it's there's a lot of theory. Yeah, but, but you know, it's fun. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they didn't take much, you know, liberty in making the dinosaurs colorful. No one knows really what the color pattern is for right. for these dinosaurs, and or you know what color they could have been. And so I felt like they took a very safe, kind of boring standard, right. you know, reptile lizard sort of appearance. But we have no idea, you know. <laughs> and sound too. I mean, you know, it would be, yeah. it would be interesting if you know, if an actual T Rex just went like, eh. but I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. You want, <laughs> they want it to sound like a freight train, you know, like when 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 the T Rex screams at those kids in the in the jeep, you know, it peels the the paint off the walls. It's great. Yeah, especially I think that you know, that is the first of that in my mind, where you have the that. Creature opening its mouth and screaming has been repeated yearly, I think, since this movie's been made. <laughs> but that one, to me, was the first time that you saw a monster actually do that. Yeah, I, I mean, he re- and he really, like, I don't know if it was all by design or a bit of luck, but like just have it raining and there's mud that he's sinking into, like, just like a horrible... <laughs> I mean, you... <you'd, laughs> It's it's funny because like the the more scared the kids are the the more interesting it is and you it's weird to like think about <laughs> wanting kids to be really <laughs> at death's door and at you know at their rope's end but that's really what what draws you in like you know all these um, scientists and people that signed up for this that's one thing but these kids that just happen to be this grandson of this guy and along for a, a preview of this park. They must have thought, like, what the hell, Grandpa? What did you do to us here? But it also is really compelling because then they're in peril, you know, for another hour or so at least as they go through the park. I mean, the only part that is a little, I don't want to say hokey, but just, like, if you look at it too closely, it looks a little weird. Like, the Jeep kind of, you know, there's the T-Rex scene. We go back to the command center. There, Everyone's looking for him. We, we Checking on Dennis Nendry, who's messing things up royally. And then we come back, and he's still in the tree. And Dr. Grant goes up and, and reassures um, Timmy because he's stuck in the car still. Um, you know, which that's all good because his whole his whole thing is, I, I don't have kids. I don't like kids. And he has to gradually, you know, become their uncle or something and sort of um, just take care of them, get them, get them through this. But the, you know, just the car thing kind of falling through the trees, it just looks like it's on a rope and someone's lowering it. I mean, the camera, you know, it's, it's shot well. It's not like it's, it's that obvious, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the only thing that I, I can really look at and go, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if a car would fall <clears throat> through every single branch on the way down the tree. <laughs> 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 That's... Um... <laughs> That scene is, is such is, is is the the literal version of Nabokov's quote, you know, that the writer's job is to get your main character up a tree and then once they're up there throw rocks at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was like, okay, we're gonna do that. <laughs> also has one of my one of my favorite yeah. lines yeah. at the bottom and the kid goes, Well, we're in the car again. <laughs> or a Jeep or whatever he says. Yeah. For falls some reason back over <laughs> for some reason that always cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, there's some good humor in it. There's some like mm-hmm. little moments. Like the again with the kids, they're they're they've already gone past the Gallimimus, which is another great scene, CGI based. Um and they're uh, they're looking at this electric fence. Meanwhile, they're they're trying to restore power to the park, so the you know they're climbing the fence. That whole that whole sequence is pretty good because there's so much yeah. going on at once. And um, and spoiler, he the, the fence comes on just a little too soon, and he's still on the fence. And Timmy goes into cardiac arrest, and it's it's crazy. 
<laughs> I think he goes, yeah, he, he's like counting to three. What is he supposed to do? Count to ten? And he's like, nine. Three. Oh, was it three? Yeah, he goes, what? one, two. Oh, he's supposed to jump off the fence. Or, or he, jump, yeah, because when he gets, when he wakes up or when he gets resuscitated, his first word is three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's a nice touch. The Samuel Jackson thing is interesting because it's almost it almost looks like a new continuity mistake or something because he goes off, he's like, yeah, oh hey look the systems are back on all I have to do is switch on the breakers and uh, we're back up and he disappears, and um what Ellie is that her name who's mm-hmm. Lord Dern's yeah she goes yeah. looking for him and finds an arm <laughs> finds his arm that's all that's left of Samuel Jackson. But I didn't know there was a whole scene he had, and they were shooting in Hawaii, and there was an actual hurricane, which they actually used some of the footage for, and it kind of ruined the whole set that he was supposed to use for his little chase scene. So he got, so he had a whole thing, and he it was just cut from the the movie. It's not it's not that big a deal, but he was disappointed, <laughs> and I was curious. I was like, what did that look like? Did he did he get to the the breakers and do that? I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, I do think it's it's kind of horror horror movie code that if you're making a horror movie, you show each person die, or or at least disappear. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, you know, he his just kind of he doesn't he leaves. There's no evidence of him. And then there's the arm. I felt like I, that there was a little bit of a ripoff there because we get so little of the dinosaurs as it is and there's so few people who die like that that's from a horror movie standpoint now it's not i don't think it's a he wanted it to be a true horror movie but it sure fits a lot <laughs> yeah. Of it. yeah yeah well and there's yeah, everyone else it's weird this because this movie was seen by a ton of kids but it's really not i i think for the time it was it was kind of not the move. A lot of people would say, "No, you shouldn't bring your your ten year old shouldn't see this." Yeah, you know. I think now though they do. Yeah, they probably right. do. Your kids would probably watch this one because it's your household. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid of everything. It'd be yeah. It's it's a true. It'll, it'll be a few movie. years before they watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it so? Did he get a PG thirteen or did he get? It didn't get hard. I, eh? I don't know. What is it? Uh, oh wait, it's um, it's PG thirteen. Okay. For intense science fiction terror. Oh, science fiction terror. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people really wanted to do this too because Universal was obviously one. They they won, but there was um, there's a list somewhere of like Richard Donner was. And in mm-hmm. his studio, there's like four studios that were going for it. <clears throat> yeah, Joe Dante was, even James Cameron was at one point interested in doing it. He said he wanted to do it with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Alan Grant, Bill <laughs> Paxton as Ian Malcolm, and uh, <laughs> Charlton Heston as uh, oh, Ham- Hammond. <laughs> I heard Sean Connery at some point, but yeah, for, uh, yeah. for Hammond. And also, you know, the, the sort of... Um, the more well-known casting thing is that uh, Steven Spielberg offered Alan Grant to Harrison Ford. And uh, for whatever reason, Harrison Ford turned it down, but you can, you can kind of tell it's just like the, Mm. the, you know, the characterization and the mostly in the costuming, (laughs) the the, the, the Indiana Jones hat and everything. Um, I also read somewhere that Jim Carrey was seriously considered for Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Which I could see, I could see, but I feel like maybe he'd, Jim Carrey doesn't do restraint very well. Um, yeah, I guess he. Yeah. I mean, he. That's not entirely true. Like um, Truman Show, he showed. Ex- he, he, in, there's a lot of restraint in that performance, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Jim Carrey. I think he probably would have been fine, but I, I, I definitely associated with Jeff Goldblum completely. Yeah. He has Jeff Goldblum has such a strange like rock star slash fucking scientist nerd like duality about him in it that he does so well. He does. And part of it's just like his physique. He's like, he's so tall and like muscular, weirdly muscular and, and just kind of odd looking. Why, why is he when just... he dresses and the, and the, and the, and the confidence with which he expresses himself, you know? Well, 
why does he sit around with just his shirt off? Like, <laughs> I don't have too many complaints about this movie, but one of them is that they just underutilize Jeff Goldblum. Like, yeah. he's fun to listen to talk and have his perspective. I think it's great during mm-hmm. the first part. And then he sits around with his shirt off on a table for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get and to do anything. He's the, incapacitated. Yeah, and the other. I mean, he is the star of the next movie. I suppose you could say that. I think it's. Maybe. Yeah, is that the second one? Yeah, you're it right. is the second one. Yeah, him and Julian. Is it his him daughter and, and him and Julianne Moore? Julianne Moore. Yeah, that, yeah. I, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, went no. To for the this one, yes, it is unfortunate he doesn't doesn't have a, more to do. So yeah, he has he has such great interjections like, oh, do you. Do you go and lift the dinosaur skirts or, you know, <laughs> my, 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 nit, my nitpick with this is my one nitpick is that I, I'm really disappointed in the sort of the, the convenience and the coincidence that they are totally imperiled at the end by the Raptors and they're saved because the T-Rex just happens to wander into the, vi- yeah. the visitor center, you know, that was a rewrite. And I, and I realize that, you want to have the T-Rex at the end in some capacity and maybe even have him like save the day, I guess. But just the way it was handled seems so convenient. Like, <laughs> How does the T-Rex what? creep up on you? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Where did he come from? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he. I mean, Spielberg does what he wants. Like, so he said, I think about the second one that he just wanted to see a T-Rex ravaging San Diego. He thought someone else right. was going to do it. He wanted to do it first. <laughs> but by then, I don't, I don't think he really cared that much. It was a sequel. He was, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he gives into that a little bit. And then he shows... I mean, I like the, the little like roar at the end. And then the, sure. when the dinosaurs, the, the banner falling down. And, oh, I mean, the first... I mean, when, just, when it came yeah, out, just that it, moment. I had no problem with it at all. I thought it was amazing. I probably fucking cheered. Like, you know, but, you know, in retrospect, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, thirty years later, <laughs> perhaps a slightly more discerning point of view. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, what are you gonna do? That's fine. It's a, like I said, it's my only real nitpick. I didn't. It's the like... only thing after. It's the only thing after watching this movie for the I don't know how many times where I'm like. I wish that would have been slightly different. <laughs> Nothing right, else. Right. My my complaint is that is that he went to the the twisted ankle thing too many times. You know, you got you got Malcolm whose leg is busted. You've got Laura Dern who's running with a twisted ankle at one point. And then you even got the the little boy who's he didn't need to. He's a little boy running against a velociraptor. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they could have had him running full speed. And he's yeah. And he, yeah, running on broken glass and slippery stuff. That's fine. Yeah. But he shouldn't have been limping. You know, I felt like okay, too many people are limping here. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough with the limps. Yeah, that that kitchen scene is not my favorite in general just because there's a little bit of the old they'll they they kind of showed a little bit of um I don't know if it's just not as good CGI or something but like an old version of just just the shot when like the two velociraptors come into the room together and mm. one kind of nips at the other and they and they kind of yeah. move slowly and it looks like oh that looks like old the old dinosaur movies we we used to see yeah and not in a good way i was like yeah that didn't that didn't help but I mean, again, we're nitpicking something that was groundbreaking at the time. That is how I mean, how many years? Thirty years ago? Thirty thirty years 30, ago. Yeah. Right? You know, and we're we're still talking about it now and it still amazes now. So you know, these are these are nitpicks with love as as we I mean so, I mean I'm just pointing it out because I don't want people to think it's you don't want people to know that we actually just nitpick everything to no matter how Basically, good it yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah. really what they need to know. If you've never heard us before. Because <laughs> the movie's we great. We to nitpick. Everything after it has really been a horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah retelling the, of the same story, just yeah. getting rid of more and more of the details and what makes mm-hmm. it good, and just yeah. thinking that a dinosaur chasing you is, is it. But they can't. They couldn't. I mean, what are they? What are you really going to do? It's it's it, at this point they're ha- Halloween or, or Friday the Thirteenth movies. 
Like, what are you going to really do it? <laughs> yeah. The fifth version, you know? Yeah, I did not see the most recent Jurassic Park. I I saw the one before that, and I that was like, okay, I'm done. I I mean, I, I was saw, already done, but I was. I saw the most recent, but I don't rem- I don't remember a single thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch Dominion. I watched the one before it, and I, the same thing. It was just like a. Uh, yeah, the, the Jurassic World. They tried. Yeah. Mosasaur and the water and everything. Right. Too much. Yeah. And they made little hamster wheel- balls that you could. Yeah, go around the park in. <laughs> right. I mean, I you know I applaud them for trying to do something a little different. The first, you know, two and three kind of retreads the same same territory. I didn't think three was that bad actually. I, I hated okay. it's I okay. hated two. I hated two so much. I don't know why, but I just did. Um, maybe because I went to the theater to see it, and then by three came out, I'm like, all right, I'm just I'll just watch it when it comes out on video. It's okay. Yeah. But then they they move on to world and they get um what's his nuts the new Star Lord guy I can't why do I oh, yeah. his name Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt yeah yeah I don't you know I think he's a welcome addition he's he's got a little humor to him and but the idea that that he's a Velociraptor trainer is a, is like okay <laughs> yeah, well, I know. It, okay. you know the the rest of the movies or after three just the, the new ones the Jurassic World movies just they suffer hugely from not having an Alan Grant like character. Mm. You know, like there's no there's no one left who has any fucking idea what's going on at all. Right. You know, Chris Pratt's character is a former navy former navy dude who's just there uh, you know, to like ride a motorcycle and wield a gun, you know. <laughs> He's like why is he there? What is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what does he bring to the table? He's training raptors. How? <laughs> what is this? What 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 qualifications does this dumbass have? You know. Yeah, I think. And I like I like Chris Pratt. I think he's great, but I just I think too. he was either he was either he's miscast in this, or he should have been a sidekick. There should have been someone else, an Alan Grant like character, someone for him to banter with, because that's what Chris Pratt is best at. That's true. You know, all he had to talk to was uh, Raptors. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's get back to the the good one, the first one, <laughs> the good one. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it varies from the book. It's the 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 book sort of, I mean, they they piece together like the pterodactyls and stuff in in the in the subsequent movies. They use a lot of the other stuff that they just kind of skipped over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about the book. It's just that you know it really was Michael Crichton's idea, and and if you know. Colin, you you guys have both read Michael Crichton, and you know that mm-hmm. he's he researches really well, and yeah. he he makes those technical sort of things seem real. Yeah, and that's really yeah. what this this movie. I, yeah, was. this this is this is. I always consider Jurassic Park to be one of the few cases where I like the movie better than the book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and that's per, that's that. extremely rare. But I mean, I don't mind the book. The book's fine. It's just the movie's so fantastic. That, you know, Steven Spielberg took a, a decent book and just made an outstanding movie out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Spielberg changed, like, a, a kid dying in the beginning of, you know, he made it a, a worker of the mm-hmm. park. Yeah. I like that, that it starts out with a bang, you know, with a, I mean, I don't, doesn't need anyone to die, but just, like, just the the um, danger of it is real apparent sure. from the first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Michael Crichton books are. I read. I, I went through a phase where I read a bunch of them, and none of them were really that outstanding. But I, I mean, I kept reading them. So yeah, I probably read like five or six of them, and they were all. I, I considered them to all be pretty good, I guess, passably good. Yeah. Did you read Congo? Because yeah, I read Congo. <laughs> that's an example of a book not translating to a movie. Right oh well. yeah, <laughs> it was like two totally different stories almost. I don't, like what the fuck were they thinking with that one? That was nuts. That's, I mean, Sphere. You I know, know, I like Sphere. Sphere was a Sphere? good book. Okay. Much better than the movie. I think the movie just sort of shit the bed on that one. Timeline, I, I, it was an, was not a very good book. And a dog shit movie. Terrible. I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's awful. Anybody famous in it? In it yeah, yeah. Paul Walker's in it. And Gerard Butler. Oh. Timeline. It's 
awful. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. It they makes like time hit, cop so, look good. I know that. Yeah. Well, time cop's pretty good. Come on. <laughs> you think time cop? So good, listen. Right. Here, here is the crux of timeline. This is why it's terrible. It's about uh, a group of people who go travel back in time to the same moment to kill the same dinosaur because they've figured out that oh. it doesn't af- it doesn't affect anyone. Yet they never see themselves or anyone else. It's okay. always going back to the same moment, same dinosaur, killing the same dinosaur over and over. And they never see themselves. They never see anyone else. So what the fuck? What, what are you talking about? You know, so it devolves from there. <laughs> so they, so they, is it like a service that you, you can go and yeah. kill a dinosaur? Okay. Mm-hmm. Pay a lot of money. Yep. Huh. Wait, no. Sorry. Wrong story. Timeline is no. I'm thinking of the sound of thunder. Sorry. <laughs> Which is like a Ray Bradbury is. story. That's the one with Paul Walker and Gerard Butler. Timeline is... No, 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 no. No, timeline is with Paul Walker and Gerard Butler. They go back in time to the medieval times and like fucking knights and shit. Oh, really? Sound of Thunder is the hunting expedition to go and kill a dinosaur. And that one has uh, uh, Burns. What's his name? Ed Burns. Okay. And it's awful. Sound of Thunder. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Timeline's okay. It's not great. That dinosaur thing, it's, it was, wasn't there a short story read about going back in time and, killing, and then stepping on a butterfly and then yeah. you, you come back and then they're speaking in a different yes, language? that's the that's, sound of thunder. That's the sound of thunder. Okay. Yes, that's the sound of thunder. They're not supposed to wander off the path. Right. And someone does and steps on a butterfly and they go okay. back and everything's different. That's yeah. the and, butterfly and, effect. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was written, I think, Ray Bradbury. Or so, uh, was it Ray Bradbury? Very that famous right. old sci-fi writer. I don't remember which one. And which one? Anyway, is this? <laughs> what the hell fucking movie we're we talking about? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Burp. Uh, anyway. Whew. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there there's a lot to to go over as far. I mean, there's um a weird the weirdest double up to me is the the writer David Kep. I think. Mm-hmm. He, Kep. He. Sorry, I don't, I don't know how you say it. I have no idea. Well, he he also did Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of an odd. He's written a ton of stuff. Fellow. I don't know if he was like a script doctor or Alexander Payne is credited too as one of the writers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if maybe he just uh, maybe they just brought him in to do like a polish or something. I don't know. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, it has. I mean. I, I like endings and this is like a kind of a non-ending. It's just sort of them flying away and then we go back to the John Williams score and we see, I mean, it's, I don't mind it because it shows, it shows some of the um, pterodons or pterodactyls or something that are flying away. Um, and yeah, if it just you shows some pelicans. Oh, is it pelicans? Yeah. Just oh, shows, actually that's, I'm, I'm not thinking dinos. of like, well, it's like two or three, it's a different movie, I guess. Later it, they show, they do the same thing with a, with actual right. dinosaurs flying away. But it made me think, and maybe this is what it was supposed to do, is make you think about um, this whole Lycene contingency thing, which is from the book, and they use use it in the movie too, like that, that, that they're assuming you're on an island, if you let these things, you know, if, you go, if all goes to shit, these animals will die because they can't, they don't have Lycene mm-hmm. in their diet. And... Of course, that that theory gets kind of ruined as they're going through the park, and he, they discover these little eggs, mm-hmm. um, and they realize, yeah, okay, you know, things are beyond that now, and they're, you know, the dinosaurs are not going to just fall over and die. I mean, not really. Like the, the, you know, and then they explore that with the other movies, like, oh, there's a second island, and we didn't know about it, and that's in the book too. Um, but just the, you know, the idea that like. It's self-contained, and therefore, that's the ultimate fail-safe. But that's kind of bullshit anyway, which it should be. You know, like you can't just say, "Oh, well, we created these things, and we're just gonna not." No one's ever gonna go to this island anymore. You know, of course, people are gonna go. Like, you're gonna hear about this. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it doesn't. If you're re- if you're just watching this movie, you don't really think about that. You're like, whatever, good. They, some people lived, and that's good, and. Who cares about the leftover dinosaurs? Well, I think it's more that the humans lost. And yes. that was what Michael Crichton was trying to do with the whole book, is that he was, he was 
writing this because of the concern, his concern of where science, you know, could take us. Mm-hmm. And this is an extreme example, but you know, when you start to be able to manipulate DNA and control it, you know, what comes next, you know, that was the whole, you know, God creates man, you know, God creates dinosaur Christ, <laughs> yeah. man, you know, and yeah, Laura Dern's got that great and women take <laughs> over. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's like, of course it seems ridiculous, but it's not that ridiculous anymore because you can, you can make anything you want with, with DNA now, you know, yeah. you can manipulate it any way you want. I mean, so yeah. I thought it was interesting though, that he waited to write the book nine years because when he first came up with the idea, he couldn't think of a plausible way to bring dinosaurs back. <laughs> Yeah. Until and then science, he'd learned about you know the advances and getting the blood out of the the mosquitoes or the getting the DNA and all that. Like the science evolved that much in a nine year period that he was like, oh yeah, I can do this book, which seems so weird because he always could have done the book. You know, we didn't know, no other author is like, oh, I want to wait till the science catches up to my idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. I think more people should do that. They should care about the the why and the how. And Oh, you just reminded me of my other little nitpick. And it's during that, I think it's during that exposition scene where they're watching the little video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this throwaway line about using virtual reality to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, to, I don't even remember what yeah. stupid word salad they threw out there, but it was meaningless. AI and 3D. Yeah. yeah. Using... Uh, art, uh, virtual reality, you know, virtual reality to you know, yeah, to visualize the, you know, it's just it was just garbage. <laughs> yeah, I agree, especially now because, yeah, you know, it was just like reality. it was just like thrown in there because back then virtual reality was like this shiny new toy yeah. that no one really understood, and no one knew what the implications were, if any, and or what application that would have eventually, if if any. I mean, just look at the lawnmower, man. Holy fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus. We saw that in the theater, too. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't have missed that. That was nuts. <laughs> Did we... Have we reviewed another Spielberg movie that he directed? Uh, uh. Huh. Have we not? Well, I know we've done ones wow. that he's executive producer on. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any that he directed. We haven't done Jaws yet, of course. Right. We went to E.T. or Raiders, Close Encounter. Like, huh. Those are the ones I think are the classic ones. I mean, he did a zillion during our time period. But... Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, might as well start with this one, I guess. Schindler's List. No. Saving Private Ryan. No. Wow. I guess we haven't. <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible that he, so he did, they wrapped the the shooting early, and then he went off to do Schindler's List right then. And he was doing both of those movies at the same time. Yeah, and then somewhere right in there, he was doing ER. Yeah. It's interesting. he He had a real, I don't know what you call that, when you're just real productive, a little period of just yeah. kicking, kicking ass. Must have been tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Saving Private Ryan is 19, 1998. We could do that one, of course. I'm sure one yeah. of us will pick it eventually. So, But that one doesn't seem like a Spielberg movie, almost. Yeah. I, um... Well, I think that... Then I, I don't know if I've... I've my... One of the few tidbits I remember from reading the book about the creation of DreamWorks um, hmm. is, and stop me if I mentioned this before, was, you know, you, get, you were talking about Alexander Payne being on the, uh, you know, as one of the script writers. And mm-hmm. the book said that Spielberg used writers the way an artist uses paintbrush, that he would actually have, an, you know, a lot of times you can only, I think it's, you can only credit three writers, Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. For, now, these days, I think it's three. Or th- only three people could be... Or, or three, like, or teams. 
like of teams of two. It's like you, you'll see credits sometimes that'll say, you know, Joe Blow um, and percent and, you know, Joe Blow two. And then the word and, and then another pair and then and and then another pair or a single writer. So I think it's up to three persons or teams. I, I think yeah, I think for getting awards or whatever. And I actually don't I don't I don't know if those rules are still apply, but right. that seems to be the the limit that you will ever see. So it was saying that for some of his movies that he'd have like 10 or 12 different people go through it and mm-hmm. they were saying like, like for Saving Private Ryan that he he would had I forgot who it was, but he had this person go through it to just give each character more personality like sure. to find yeah. who they are and yeah. that i mean an un- uncredited script doctoring is pretty common yeah and they said that he's a master of it that he has people that he uses for every element you know pacing mm-hmm. characterization all these things to just keep keep working it over mm-hmm. that and i feel like you like that's out there. Like that's written, you know, <laughs> like why, why aren't other people doing this? And not that these characters, these characters are not dynamic at all. There's no, they don't change really. I mean, does like, yeah. okay. Maybe he wants to have kids or maybe he's okay taking care of a kid. Maybe, but maybe right. it's just like, Hey, that's, I got some kids off the island. <laughs> that's like, right. That's like the only arc. <laughs> yeah. Really. That's it. There's no, yeah. There's no other arc anywhere, you know? And I, I, Hammond's not changed. Hammond's just figuring out, like, okay, maybe I do it next time without Raptors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah he, didn't, he didn't learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I, next time, bigger fences. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what he took away. <laughs> next time, no Wayne Knight. Oh, problem solved there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, I, I, every time I see a movie, you know, having read that book, I'm like extra critical of these, of, of all these elements. At the same time, it's like knowing that he's not a one man show, it seems like other people should be able to do it, but they don't. Yeah. You know. Well, I suppose you got to pay out every single writer that you use, right? I mean, you have to. I guess so. Maybe yeah, that's true, full. too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure he's. He. He. I don't know what his. Well, what was the budget? I mean, it's. I think it's like sixty some million, but. Yeah. They. Sixty three. <laughs> but, it made one point, one million, one billion fifty seven million or something. So. Right. They trust him. They trust Spielberg to do that, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even before he made this, I mean, he's still. Yeah. Steven fucking Spielberg. Right. Yeah. He was he was already there. He was already at the top. He got paid two hundred fifty yeah. million for this movie because his contract got a Did percentage like of the the profits box office take. Yeah, okay. shit. Nice. Don't nice buddies with Lucas, and he learned learned that lesson yeah. too. <laughs> Whew. Well, have we uh, chomped uh, chomped enough? Chomped up more than we can chew. Have we digested it? All, all these oh, things. Oh, another nitpick in this movie. <laughs> they just leave you hanging as to why the Triceratops is sick. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I want to stay and finish up with the trike. Right. Like, okay, well, did, was it the lilac berries? Why did you dig through all that shit for nothing? Yes. <laughs> they, get, they, they get into it in the book, though, right? Yeah. They do, but I don't think the... I don't... I think... I don't remember that scene. It certainly wasn't like that, because... Yeah, in the book they figure from, out that the plants that they have there, the the triceratops can't properly digest it, so it has to eat stones, and the stones get ground down, and so if it doesn't remember or doesn't, it has to get sick, so it knows to figure out to eat more stones, so it can break apart the plants like a like the birds do in their gizzard um, with their ah. stones. So it needs new stones every six weeks. It needs to mm. eat stones so that it can digest the plants that they have growing there. So um, if they just left them alone, nature would have figured it out. Hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't realize it, but uh, Ariana Richards, who plays Lex, the little girl, yeah, uh, is a double up. She was in Tremors. Yes. Oh yeah. She was in Tremors. <laughs> yeah, on the the pogo stick, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's a pogo girl. Yeah, there's probably other ones, uh, but we're running out of time here, so... 
Yeah. Should <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> it's we have the time limit. <laughs> Should we evolve to the next movie? I don't know. We don't. I guess we don't. All right. Picking a movie so I've never we... seen before. Oh, boy. boy. Yeah. And the the Rotten Tomato people, the the professionals at least, give it a 91%. Hmm. Okay. It's All right. from 1986. Hmm. Okay. It's got Melanie Griffith in it. Is it Working Girl? No. Hmm. Melanie Griffith. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff oh, is it Daniels. something wild? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's you it. guys have both seen it? I've seen it, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. Oh, man. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I don't recall it being particularly good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't remember it well. But the, you know, the fun is in why is it not particularly good? There you go. <laughs> half is, that glass is half full. Nice. I mean, not particularly good gives us plenty to talk about. <laughs> it sure does. Actually, if it's dog shit, maybe even more to talk about. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't rem- yeah. I don't remember it well. Hmm. It'll be an interesting uh, revisit. That it will. All right. Bringing back an extinct movie. Oh, nice. If I were a T-Rex right now, I'd roar and it'd sound pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but alas. <laughs> All right. Should have just gone with Signs of the Lambs. Well, His better yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> like one yeah. of the all-time greats. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Okay, Some, so... Uh, yeah. Next time, something wild? Is that what it is? I forgot it already. Yeah. <laughs> something wild? Yeah. All right. Cool. Please join us. We'll see you then. We didn't get a quip from uh, Sam. Yeah. All right. That's Maybe. enough. Move we'll up from out. All right. Give us the classics. That's the film with your brains. Talk about it. Pop music. Talk about it.